You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. I've not learned music. Just the good stuff, baby. I was uh, riding my bike home from getting dinner earlier, and I heard an old lady say, uh, just on the little bike path, uh, she was walking. She goes, Kristen, are you sleepy? And I don't know why, but it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> was there someone with her, or she just interjected there, that? In a- there appeared to be, but it didn't look like a kid or anything with the Christ, uh-huh. another adult. Just, I'm just going to start asking you guys, are you guys sleepy? <laughs> That's how we close out the episode. You guys sleepy? She, she wasn't near like a bed or anything. I don't know what her plan was with this information. No. Kristen, are you sleepy? <laughs> Kristen, are you sleepy? <laughs> Maybe Kristen hit her head really, really hard. <laughs> Make it you're just not going to sleep because she might have a concussion. He's, he's smelling ether. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I hope Kristen uh, got a nap. I hope, I, I hope or not. Kristen got the care she needs. <laughs> yes. If it was a head injury, I hope she did not get a nap, Sean. Oh, yeah. Hopefully she saw a doctor beforehand. Kristen, are you sleepy? <laughs> I think I got a light concussion want. Con- I said concussion. <laughs> got a light concussion. You guys, I got a concussion. <laughs> As you can tell, I got a light concussion once, um, and uh, it's, I went to sleep that night. I was monitored, but I was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking. I still think a lot right now. Yeah. What was that? Welcome to episode two hundred. <laughs> episode two eighteen. Squeaky clean. There's no curse. Plushies and concussies. <laughs> Plushies and concussies. There we go. Episodes almost over now. We've gotten <laughs> we've gotten the tagline. We've gotten the title. All we gotta do now is introduce ourselves. Mm. Uh, and I'm Will. Uh, it's my week to do the radish podcast that you all know and love. Uh, you can find me at Will from online. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, Booberry. You know, just been it's been a week or so now. Just it's hanging. Bam. Hanging around uh, in purgatory with all your favorites. We got uh, uh, Harvey Corman. We got uh, the Queen. We got no <laughs> Queen's Queen found her spot pretty quickly. Uh, we got who we put who we put here. We got um, wow. Uh, oh, we got this guy David. He's from uh, Kentucky. Uh, passed away a couple years back. He's pretty cool. I like David. Uh, Who's that supposed to be? <laughs> it's David. I don't know. It's David. Oh, it's, I don't know. Like we a, don't know like last a, names here. Well, like, I only I know my last name. Uh, we don't have family names in the Bardo. <laughs> <laughs> we got. Um, oh, Ethan Allen's here. His spot is mm. the comfiest. Mm. Is he dead? <laughs> I sure hope so. This guy's telling me he's Ethan Allen. <laughs> Ethan Allen Interiors. It's like the Not idea of going dead. to heaven and like um, getting to the pearly gates, and they ask you what your name is, and you panic and say Ethan Allen. <laughs> I'm Ethan Allen. boy. <laughs> Ethan Allen died in 1789. He was a revolutionary during this. Hasn't revolutionary made it out yet. He's, not, he's he's in here in purgatory with us, man. He's chill. He's cool. And two guys in 1932 named their company after him. You can't do that. You can't name your company after someone who's been dead for a hundred years. Why and not? Be like Paul Newman because, did it. The company that did Paul Newman's dressings did it. No, Paul Newman was alive. <laughs> Paul Newman's been dead for centuries. <laughs> Ethan, 
if Paul Newman was been dead had lived recently, then why is his head in a Greek sculpture? <laughs> like on the dressing bottle. Orville Redenbacher did it. KFC did it. His name's KFC. <laughs> his name was KFC. Uh, Gruff, and Gruff did it. Colonel F and Sanders of the C. <laughs> Those are his initials. <laughs> Bubba Gump Shrimp did it. Yep. Yeah. That's actually the actor who who played Bubba Gump Shrimp. <laughs> please, please. My favorite character from Finding Nemo. Bubba Gump was the shrimp fisherman. <laughs> Bubba, Gump Sh- Bubba Gump's monster. <laughs> 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 Bubba Gump was the name of the shrimp fisherman. Bubba Gump shrimp Bubba fisherman. Gump's monsters. <laughs> that's what the that's what the restaurant was named after. It sounds like the worst flavor of energy drink. <laughs> Zesty. Oh, it's salty and briny. Uh, forgot to introduce oh. myself. Um, I'm Boo Byler. I'm also dead this year. <laughs> I thought that was a Joe Biden joke. <laughs> Boo Biden. Tyler didn't get <laughs> Tyler didn't get a last name. He just got the f- letter of his first name changed. Yeah. It's the emoji B. Boo Byler. Boo Byler. Yeah. Because I don't have I don't have a B name in my name. <laughs> so him, we keep calling Tyler Boobular. <laughs> I didn't think this through. <laughs> I'm sorry to play using Kentucky. Call him the episode. We're calling it now. Bubba uh, Gump's monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to think about that forever. <laughs> oh, oops. Uh, you guys remember DashCon, the ball pit? Yes. Back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um, Tyler, you found this one. You want to yeah. walk us through what happened at TwitchCon, uh, the spiritual successor, apparently? Yeah, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, DashCon, ball pit. Uh, was criticized for being small, didn't look very fun, um, was the only thing that existed in a giant empty warehouse. Uh, but yeah, now it's back with the taste for man. Uh, yeah, it is Kaisen rules. The, yeah. All the hating on the ball, <laughs> the ball pit, it's back with a vengeance and a thirst for human blood. It, it, honestly, yes. Um, I found this just because I, I didn't get a trigger warning for this or anything. I watched someone break their back on Twitter today. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I guess it's not it's not TwitchCon actually. It's not a Twitch TwitchCon sponsored foam pit. It's sponsored by Intel and Lenovo. Um, Lenovo, known for if you work for a tech company, they send you a Lenovo laptop. It's the shittiest laptop known to man. Um, ThinkPad. The ThinkPad, correct? Yeah. So um, they didn't I don't think about these pads. I'll tell you what. <laughs> no, they didn't. Hi, old advance here. <laughs> they um so. <laughs> Adriana Chechik, known for Twitch and only tri- Twitch. Don't look it up. Um, <laughs> Google was, it on your work and school computers, please. Yeah, on your ThinkPad. Um, she uh, jumped into the ball pit and broke her back in two places. I guess they did not support this at all. Like Sean said, they didn't think and put pads under these things. Uh, it's just concrete floor under there. And people have been jumping into the ball pit. There's someone in the comments who dislocated their knee. People are jumping in, breaking their bones. And... Yeah. Um, it, it took a lot of these to happen before they finally like shut this off. Like, hey, maybe stop doing this. But um, you can yeah, see when she jumps in because she jumps in, she goes butt first. 
Yeah. Uh, like you should be able to do in a foam pit. Yes. And yeah. She stops falling about three centimeters after she breaks the foam. Yeah, just complete L towards the ground. It's it's very clear that the, the foam pit is about one foam cube deep. There's, you need at least a human, like, five feet of foam to, like, really make this fun. Uh, you ever designed this not thought that, that the foam would act as a break the second you hit the first foam blow? Yeah. <laughs> This is effectively compressed under the weight of a falling human being. People are not UPS packages, right? This is effectively like the uh, the the coin pit from Ducktales, like (laughs) Scrooge McDuck's coin pit. You can't swim in it. If you'd fall on it, you you damage yourself, like this poor woman has. I've collected Uh, all my foam. (laughs) (laughs) My riches. But TwitchCon wasn't all, all bad news. I'm dropping this picture in the group chat right here. Uh, oh. Master Chief Master Chief, and Megan the Stallion to put on a show together. Oh, yeah. I saw that TikTok. And honestly, whoever was doing like the live shoot of like picking up uh, Master Chief at just the best dance moves while Megan the Stallion was rapping, uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah. Whoever was in the Master Chief suit, I assume Master Chief. Oh, John himself. Master Chief. John yeah. himself. If, if Megan the Stallion... Uh, ever cosplayed Cortana. Um, that'd be over. That'd be it for the show. I'd believe I'd be content. <laughs> my, my hierarchy of needs would be. <laughs> you get so horny. We'd have to try guys. You. Yeah. <laughs> Will Will's horniness has caused us trauma. <laughs> I got try guys. Which is when your friends, your friends treat you like a criminal. <laughs> for being too horny. For being too horny. <laughs> friends treat you like a serial abuser. We couldn't give him a shower cold enough. <laughs> Can you imagine if anyone at Sterling Cooper Draper Price got try guysed? Tweeting that immediately. <laughs> the whole company. <laughs> Everyone here is too hot. <laughs> you you can't you can't be a try guy in today's America. Couldn't make the try guys today. <laughs> I couldn't. Gotta be a doo dude. <gasps> guys, we should rebrand. <laughs> doo dudes. The market is open. Uh a friend of the show, Garrett, and I have floated the idea of a, of a short-term podcast called Do Dudes. No. But it's spelled D-E-W. We just try Mountain Dudes. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. That might still happen, so so we'll put a bookmark in that. We could be the, the D-O Dudes. Can I can I come on as a someone who's just spent a weekend in the mountains and is just like, oh, I have to tell you about waking up in the morning and looking at the grass. Do you think our podcast is a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We are serious about trying all of the Mountain Dews and putting them all together into one new Mountain Dew called Code Black. Oh, <laughs> be Code Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain Dew Code Brown. Code Brown. <laughs> Truly a doo dude at that point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another turn into the Wiz Kids. <laughs> another one Tyler found. Um, that he was very excited about before we all we all were really excited about before we were hit with reality. You can now get a Wagyu beef hot dog at Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, I guess Home Depot is trying to compete with Costco. And honestly, I don't know anyone who hasn't walked into a Home Depot and thought to to themselves, "Damn, I could go for a nice Frankfurter right now." And now you can. Thing. Absolutely. I I asked my parents this because I was like, I have vivid memories of being very little and eating mm. a hot dog at Home Depot. Sure. And they were like, they used to have them. Yeah. So this was not a this is not a novel thing. Oh. Home Depot used to have not like a like a, basically a concession stand. Yeah. Where you could get like a hot dog or like chips or something, and it was for construction workers who were picking up supplies. Oh, gotcha. On like their lunch break, but I if 
I thought I dreamed that though. It happened so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I definitely remember eating a hot dog at Home Depot, but I might have also been asleep. Mm. Um, <laughs> it was it was when you worked construction sites at a very young age. <laughs> yeah, they had me using the impact driver when I was four. <laughs> uh, so, so if you're in the Chicago area, mm. uh, you can stop into Home Depot for your Wagyu beef hot dog. I got Wagyu now. God damn. Mm. I feel like Wagyu and a hot dog is kind of a waste. <laughs> The best hot like hot dog. There's a gate on how good it. There's an upper limit on how good a hot dog can be. Sure. Like pretty much I, after you like pass wrapping in a bacon, there's not much more you can do. Yeah, I, I feel like the only way to really enhance a, a hot dog is just the locale that you're eating it in. At ballpark, hot dogs amazing. Yeah. yeah. Chicago, New York City, the side of the road for some reason outside of a dude's cart, amazing. Doesn't get any better than that. But um, What's I guess the worst place to eat a hot dog. <sighs> at home, hot dogs are good. I'll I'll vouch for at home hot dogs. Like a microwave hot dog? No, you boil them. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, I, on, I, man. Who has that kind of time? <laughs> if you want a good hot dog, you can air fry it. Yeah. Uh, put it on a hot skillet. Put it, put it in the toaster oven. Oh, I got to try that now. I haven't put a hot dog in the, t- in the air fryer yet. Mm. It'll out. work. It'll be better than your, your freaky boiling stuff. <laughs> yeah. I have, I've had boiled hot dogs. hot dog I, cauldron. I yeah, think that's how too. they do it in like New York and Chicago. Yeah, that's, what, that's how hot dogs are made. <laughs> They don't, no. they don't get the they don't get the char on them though. Exactly. That's true. For a grilled hot dog, of course. Yeah. The pros, they eat the boiled ones. Just saying. So we can't think of a bad place to eat a hot dog. <laughs> I guess That's the can. beauty of hot dogs. I think there's good places and then there's amazing places to eat a hot dog. I mean, yeah, if you're yeah. sitting and you're watching a baseball game. Mm. Church is probably not a good place. Yeah. Nope. I would love a hot dog in church. <laughs> <laughs> you can either where, have the where Eucharist else would I want or a hot dog more than church. I submit nowhere. <laughs> What if that was communion? <laughs> I'd be going every Sunday. I mean, you yeah. bite off a hot dog. Devout <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> Jesus's blood is a Michelob Ultra. And is... <laughs> <laughs> it's Wisconsin Baptist. Yeah. <sighs> His body's a hot dog. Gotta dip this in old Milwaukee. <laughs> um. Hmm. So if you're in the in the in the Midwest, um, I guess they've made it up to you for living in the Midwest <laughs> by giving you Wagyu beef hot dogs at yeah. Home Depot. Uh, point one for you guys. Point whatever, wherever for the rest of the United States. <laughs> um, last story I have dubbed Fluoride Crusader. Um, uh, a town, a a town employee in in Richmond, Vermont, uh, has gone rogue and has stopped putting fluoride in the water supply because he didn't <laughs> trust it. Um, this is a fun one because this is a conspiracy theory that is true. That okay, government. They do put fluoride in the water. This is not like a chemtrails thing. This is true. Mm-hmm. It's a public <laughs> health thing. Yeah, it's for cleaning the water, right? No, it's <clears> for <throat> your teeth. Yeah. Oh. It's because cavities were rampant in the 60s, and they were like, oh, we can just put fluoride in the water and kids stop getting as many cavities. Yeah. And um, there's the way to get it's fluoride. Britain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they put uh, sugar in the water. <laughs> <laughs> and they just have tea with three sugars in the water. Um, So... Fluoride's become popular with uh, Joe Rogan types. Oh. It has it has negative effects. Like it will hurt. I I had a coworker once who bought a home purification system for his house to remove the fluoride from his water because he says it would affect the gland in your brain, which the Native Americans say corresponds to the third eye. Oh. And I was like, "That's I'm just gonna drink my fluoride water. Like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's all right, Phil." Um, you do you, buddy. It was found because a lady 
her kids started getting cavities. And she's like, they brush every night. Why are they getting cavities? And they found out that one city employee uh, had taken matters into his own hands and stopped putting the fluoride in because he didn't trust it. Damn, because of the third eye. Because <laughs> I don't know if that's why. I don't know. But, my, my answer to that would have been, brother, you don't want to see me with my third eye open. That's why yeah. I drink the fluoride water. Um, The pineal gland is the the gland which he claimed the, the pineal gland yes pineal. it's a part of your brain it's a part of the endocrine system that helps circadian rhythm and he said that, that was becoming uh handicapped by fluoride uh it's, it's in toothpaste and stuff but just like i love this like sparse this sparsely populated largely rural vermont town 29 of the 465 public water systems voluntarily fluoridate uh just over half of the residents get fluoride water uh, it's based on federal regulations. And then one guy was just like, no, <laughs> I have, I can, the spikes must not flow. Yeah. What happens? I mean, you're tapping, you're messing with an entire town's water supply. Well, you get fired, I think. Well, of course you got yeah. fired. I feel like you go to jail or at least drawn and quartered, you know, for doing something like that. Uh, the In 2015, the U.S. did lower the recommended amount after mm-hmm. kids were getting too much of it and were getting clean, like really bright spots on their teeth. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> It's a delicate balance, but none is bad. Gotcha. Well. Oh, he also said that he was worried about the fluoride because this was uh, Chinese fluoride and not homegrown U.S. fluoride. Oh, so so he's racist. Okay. You know how the periodic tables divided by region. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, good for the dentists in town. Sorry to the children of the town. I love the dentist who figured this out and felt like Columbo. <laughs> the dentist, fi- the dentist was the one who figured it out. Well, I mean, they figured it out because the kids were getting cavities. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're gonna get but spotlight like think- too in like three years. It's gonna be about <laughs> the dentists that figured this out. Uh, he was the wa- uh, water and wastewater superintendent, which is a fun title for that because wow. it sounds like he's in charge of water school. <laughs> was it, did the eighteen twelve overture start playing? <laughs> I thought that was an NFL theme. It was my TikTok. <laughs> if you watch TikToks, Caden, you know that's a hilarious trend on TikTok. Um, speaking of TikToks, what good stuff do we have this week? Tyler, do you want to lead us off? I uh, will. I will. We're all talking about wild animals. Oh, we are. Are we? Oh yeah, yeah. We got a we got a wolf, a bear, and uh, a feral child. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Jungle Book. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we all here are fans of ninety minute movies, right? We love them. Hour and a half, perfect length for a movie. The only kind of movie. Well, let me introduce you to something that Marvel slash Disney is trying now, uh, and that is the fifty five minute special event. Um, Boom. Love it. Love it. Right, right, right. And uh, they just released their first special event this past Friday, and that is Werewolf by Night, which is a absolutely fun time. I definitely recommend you guys checking it out. Um, It's super great for a short spooky special this spooky season. There's no big tie-in. There's no space lasers. It's not a huge, like, it's, it's not even really a big, like, Marvel thing beyond the fact that 
Marvel's done. They have their own like monster verse, right? Uh, the the only real tie in is the that dark universe. The dark universe, right? Excuse me, sorry. Um, the only tie-in is that introducing the film, they're basically like, oh, you have all your favorite superheroes who have been defending us for 15 years from space lasers, but did you know that monsters exist? And that's how, like, they mm-hmm. introduce this. And that's the only, like, real corny aspect to it. But it takes place at a funeral of a prolific monster hunter. A number of professional hunters show up to pay their respects, including this guy named Jack Russell, who is the most on-the-nose named supervillain or superhero I've ever heard. I have uh, one of his terriers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. You do. Um, <clears throat> is he a scruffy-looking guy? He's played by Gail Garcia Bernal. Oh, Sean, he is a scruffy-looking guy. He is, yes. He is, uh, for those who aren't Sean, who have, might not have recognized <laughs> that name, uh, he was the lead in Mozart in the Jungle, and he was also, I think he was the That's lead in... That's not a real movie. <laughs> oh, sorry, the series the Mozart show. in the Jungle. Yeah. That's not a real TV show. <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> it's an it, Amazon it won, Prime show. It won nope. awards. No, nope, um, don't believe it. He was also the lead in Old, was he not, Sean? Or oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah. Because it was uh, wonderful watching Old and realizing, oh, these people I've seen, they can act, but in Old, yeah. they cannot. <laughs> uh, but he's Jack Russell. He's a werewolf, of course. Yeah, um, that's pretty on the nose. But most of the movie takes place in a labyrinth. Uh, where the hunters face off, team up, they hunt monsters that are released within the labyrinth. Uh, if you're familiar with the Dark Universe, um, maybe another big name monster is involved in this as well. I don't want to give it away, um, but but uh, it's definitely a super fun reveal. You know who else is in this? Harriet Sansom Harris. B.B. Glazer from Frasier. She's also in... Um, no way. Yep, she's also in uh, Licorice Pizza. She plays the widowed... Um, Good for her. Yeah, the widow of the deceased... Uh, guy and also like the master of ceremonies and she is she she plays like kind of like the bb glazier role like she's just super funny super hilarious it's a really great role for her um this was directed by michael giacchino the prolific composer i didn't uh, know he directed he, i think this is his first um yeah. fa- fact check me on this this might be his first and he he you could definitely tell he loves old monster movies the whole movie is in black and white a lot of practical effects, believe it or not. I mean, not only practical effects. We are talking about Marvel here, of course. But a lot of practical effects. Um, definitely taking a lot of inspiration from old monster movies, um, which is super fun. Uh, the, there's a lot of really great fight scenes in this. The fight scenes are definitely reminiscent of Marvel. It's a Marvel fight scene. Uh, but for some, it's almost like a little more brutal. Like it's more bloody and gory and kind of campy and like, um, you know, than the usual Marvel fare. But it's a fun time. It's fun. It's introducing the dark universe into the monsterverse. There's no superheroes. Um, just a really, really fun 55 minutes to spend your time. Man, I love a less than an hour movie. I got can, we, can, we, can, we, can we trim <laughs> that down further? <laughs> sure, sure miss the less than an hour movies from our childhood when we would throw on, I don't know, there goes a monster truck. And it would be the longest thing in the world. Ended up being like 55 minutes. I don't think I've ever seen there goes a monster truck. Who's in that? Do you guys not? Oh man, there's a whole series of uh, like things of like there goes an airplane, there goes a monster truck, there oh. goes a bulldozer. Yeah, yeah, just be like, one. yeah, there'd just be like footage of that thing doing a, that thing uh, for like probably 22 minutes. But when I'm in my four or five year old mind, I thought it was forever. <laughs> so bring back Marvel's "Here Comes a Monster Truck." Yeah, let's, let's I'd watch do that. that. Get Brian Cranston on board. Oh, yeah, He's not in the Brian MCU Cranston. yet. He needs to be. Um, Sean, do you want to talk about a wild animal? 
Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna talk about the bear. Uh, yeah, it's uh, fortunately there is a wild animal in the first scene, um, but the bear, bear. <laughs> it is a bear. Uh, the bear is a story. This is kind of returns back to Chicago. Uh, it tells the story of uh, Carmine Berzado or Carmi, um, who was previously a chef in basically the highest rated kitchen in the world. Um, worked for Noma Kitchen. Yeah, Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Word for Waffle Red House. Robin. Um, but he comes back home to Chicago after his you know high end chef job to take over, uh, take uh, running the restaurant that his brother used to run before his death. And uh, it seems like I remember people were talking about this show about like, oh man, the the chef from the Bear is like so weirdly hot. And they were thirsting over him, and I was like, I don't know if this show's for me. It's like I just. Can't That's really figure it out. It. Yeah. Um, but then I learned that Maddie Matheson, who is one of my favorite celebrity chefs, I think he's, you know, he's on Vice, he's been on Bon Appetit, he's been on Craig of the Creek. Um, I saw that not only is he the like culinary consultant for the show, he also has a role on it as like the maintenance guy. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll give this a shot. And I'm so glad I did because it is somehow the most wholesome, one of the most fun and just like humanist shows I've seen all year. It's got, uh, what's the, it's, hold on. It's got Jeremy Allen White, who was in Shameless. He plays Carmi. It's got Eben Moss Bacharach, uh, who was in like Girls and things like that. He plays Carmi's cousin or friend, Richie. Uh, it's got Ayo Edebiri, uh, Ayo, um, who, most recently uh, starred in Big Top Burger, um, but she has an incredible, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she has an incredible online presence, super funny, great writer, but also a fantastic performer. Um, she plays the sous chef, but it's, the cast is just so nice and not to each other all the time, but it's it's basically <laughs> Carmi trying to get this restaurant known for its like famous Italian beef back off the ground and like he implements a lot of like high-end restaurant uh, running styles into this, what it's just called the bear or is it just called beef? I forgot what the restaurant's called <laughs> beef, um, beef. Oh yeah. Original beef of Chicagoland. It's just like, that's what the restaurant's known. Um, but he comes in, tries to run it and he tries to get, you know, control of his life. But for, you know, 22 episodes, like 22 minutes for hey, 22 like, episodes, season oh, one, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I think it's like 10 episodes, it's but two it's, hours long. We're, we're halfway through it's just every episode. I just get more and more delighted by these characters to see them around. I think this is going to be at the near the top of my list for shows of the year at the end of the year. But it's just if you want like a cool cooking show with a great soundtrack, great characters, and like a really interesting premise that you don't often see, um, and you don't you know have to watch like Food Network or Bon Appetit videos or anything to get like culinary content. It's just it's very good narrative. It's very good story writing. Um, FX vibes for real. Absolutely. So you can find it FX Hulu. It's it's called The Bear. I I promise you'll be in within the first episode. It's it's just fantastic. Super well done. FX has the movies. FX has the movies and the TV shows. And the TV shows. USA is the characters. If they got USA together, the characters. They'd be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> USA is the only bastion keeping us from truly TNT. great television, I guess. TNT yeah. has the drama. Oh, that's right. Arby's has the meats. <laughs> Arby's has the meats. Sean has a concussion. Because it's good to get a dichotomy. Uh, real, 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 real quick, because this episode, this TV show only has one episode currently. Uh, it will probably have two episodes by the time this episode comes out. There's a uh, anime that's on right now uh, called Do It Yourself. And I know, I know that Spy Family and Mob 
and Chainsaw Man ooh, and ooh. Bleach and everything is My this Hero Academia. Pop- My Hero and- Academia and Pop Team Epic are all back this season. But Do It Yourself is the greatest show of all time, y'all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> better and Better it's, Call Saul? Uh, it's the Better Call Saul of anime. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, it only has one episode, but the the, the pilot was, was so good. I'm, I'm on. It's probably going to be uh, 12 episodes and, and be done, but it's sponsored by a tool company. Uh, Is that true? They, that's 100% true. <laughs> Harbor Freight. Yeah. Like, you know, Home Depot with their Wagyu beef has sponsored uh, an anime, and it's just about a, a clumsy uh, gremlin girl who's an underachiever and, like, really spacey who needs to join a club. And a uh, girl who uh, her parents run like a handyman shop and she needs to find club members or else she gets uh, in trouble. And they she joins a do-it-yourself club where they put together handiwork projects. No. And it is like, it, you know exactly what the show is going to be from the start. Mm-hmm. It's just the cute characters doing cute things, the show. that uh, They have one of those every season. But as someone who likes making stuff, just like really, really cool animations of like them using a drill and stuff and like little details, which are fun. And it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's a gorgeous show. It's all like watercolored backgrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Really cozy. Uh, absolutely. Like just the, the fall vibe is mm-hmm. just watching watching these characters put together a bookshelf. <laughs> it's so good. It'll be a nice palate cleanser in between Chainsaw Man gore and My Hero Academia sadness. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I will vouch for Will. I pitched it. The the first night he pitched it, I was like, you know, I'm still kind of awake. I've got Crunchyroll here. Let's try it out. I was absolutely delighted. The art style is probably my favorite that I've seen since like Keep Your Hands Off Aizuken. It's just a delight to watch. Uh, I did watch it very quietly, uh, so <laughs> I don't know what they really the characters sound like. But man, what a charming show! Just like to, and it also as someone who likes building things and putting up shelves and bookcases and putting together furniture, I'm so excited to watch the show. The main character's name is Yua Serafu. Which is yourself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's, like, oh, it's perfect. Do it like, they said it's like your last name is set of <laughs> I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's, it's, it's U.S. Seraphim. Uh, <laughs> and she's an accident prone, spacey child who's joined a, a, a power tools club, and it's going to be great. It's great. Uh, but speaking of going to be great, do you want to talk about wrestling for a second? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fourth meal today is about the absolute face turn if you pardon the uh phrase that uh the world wrestling entertainment company has done in the past two months um when did vince retire spoilers vince mcmahon retired at the end of july mm-hmm. um much like Al Cap- some sort of investigation right yeah much like yeah. al capone and his taxes uh vince mcmahon who has done nothing but terrible evil things his entire life uh was had to had to retire after using company funds to pay by silence from underlings for sex. Um, Yikes. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if you on the laundry list of McMahon things, bottom tiers, mis- misappropriation of funds. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, even the most jaded people, myself included, were like, well, he's not going to like see any retribution for it. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, the, he's the company. And then one day uh, on a Friday, he just tweeted, I've retired. And there was like, there was like when the teacher like falls and you're like, what do we do? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is class over? Uh, uh, 
there was like a lot of uh uncertainty of they were like is he retiring or like it's still his company is he going to be like from the shadows and just basically lose the title uh and no he's he's gone he is is hey, gone from the, from the wwe yeah i wish yeah um <laughs> but with that uh, that means that we've uh, we've lost a lot of the McMahon regime of WWE, which is the things that made it pretty much unwatchable. And I've made a little list of things that he did creatively because uh, he's a weird person. He's the the I believe he's the CEO. No, he's not the CEO. He is the uh, chairman. Chairman. He is uh, the figurehead of the company. He is the chairman of the board. He is uh, basically the director. Like he has a headset on and controls the whole show. Whole, whole show. He approves the scripts. He books the, the stuff. He it's it's the most hands-on higher up job you can have is, mm-hmm. is his job. And uh there's been lots of like because like WWE's had a lot of great writers and stuff, but it's gotta get through his filter. Uh he's like a sieve of bad ideas. And here's some recent things that he's he's been known to do. <laughs> uh number one, no first names. Everyone on the roster has to have one name, like Seal. Mm-hmm. Um I think he thinks people are going to get confused if a announcer uses a first or a last name interchangeably and think it's two people. Uh, he is like 80 years old. He is surrounded by yes, men. These are all ideas that just got rubber stamped, even though they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin theory became theory. Cause I guess he didn't want people thinking Austin was Steve Austin, the person who had mm-hmm. 20 years. Um, let's see. Tommaso Champa became Champa. Matt Riddle became Riddle. Uh, just yeah. Otis Dozovich became Otis. I don't know. Otis Dozovich is the coolest name ever. Why don't you? Uh, right. uh, Why don't just go with Dozovich? Yeah, it's much cooler than Otis. He looks like an Otis. Yeah. He does look like an Otis. <laughs> um, uh, he also so NXT was the the development show. It was on the network. It started off as like a reality show where like uh, aspiring wrestlers got partnered with a pro wrestler and competed, kind of like you have to the star style to get a contract. Uh, and that was given to Triple H, the wrestler from the '90s. Uh, Paul Levesque is his government name. He is uh, the <laughs> COO. Yeah, <laughs> the COO. Hunter. Hunter is his kayfabe name. Oh, Triple H is, H is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Oh, uh, his, yeah, his real name is Paul. But yeah, Hunter Triple H, whatever, uh, was given that as kind of a pet project, and it became the most popular thing WWE did to like the diehard fans because he just like went and got indie wrestlers and was like, Hey, before you go to raw, do you want to come wrestle on the network for a little while? And it was like a one hour show pre-taped just banger after banger after banger of like the best indie wrestling together. Um, and then eventually they got called up to the main roster where they were put through the McMahon filter and ruined. Um, so when AEW, the competition was announced, they put NXT, uh, we went from a pre-taped one hour show to a two-hour live show that would compete with AEW, which was a bad choice because there's really not enough content for two hours, especially live because like it was pre-taped, so if they messed up, they could they could redo it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, AEW eventually won the Wednesday Night Wars, and Vince was soured on the idea of NXT and took over that too. So Triple H was cast out, and all of the Triple H people in the company were one by one cut or ruined. Aww. They were all given terrible gimmicks or cut during the pandemic or basically all of NXT was scrubbed and they didn't want any more indie wrestlers signed to WWE. They just wanted bodybuilders and cheerleaders that they could train from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the worst thing is that Vince loves a goofy character, uh, but not like a fun, smart, goofy character, like a character who talks by farting. 
Uh, so yeah. there was a good chance you were going to become what a two-year-old would like to watch. Um, and just, just terrible, terrible. Like if you, if you made the audience laugh, he'd be like, Oh, this guy's a funny guy. I'm going to make him a clown. Mm-hmm. And instead of just like being clever and stuff and lots of, lots of very good nuanced gimmicks were ruined because he didn't get them. Um, so that's kind of what he did and Hunter's exit from the company. But with him leaving, everyone was like, what if they gave WWE to Triple H? Because he made NXT super good. Mm-hmm. So what if what if he took it? That's the dream right there. If he if he has main roster money and NXT creative, and they did it. They made him in charge of creative, and people were like, all right, well, just because he's in charge of creative doesn't mean the show is going to make a night and day difference. It did. It did. Week yeah. one, it was a noticeably better show. Nice. Uh, and over the past, uh, what is it, two and a half months now, he has week by week gone through and just slowly undone all of the McMahonisms. Uh, first names are back, baby. We <laughs> Get your names back. Uh, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa is now Tommaso Ciampa again. Uh, was he Tommaso or was he Ciampa? He was Ciampa. Mm. Uh, he's also slowly been hiring back all of the NXT guys who got cut. And these are all people who had like really good long indie careers who were all pretty much going to AEW when they got cut. Um, and Hunter, uh, Triple H's guys have all been coming back. Like the first, the first week he was in charge was SummerSlam. And he brought back Dakota Kai, who was an NXT wrestler, who was great, who got cut, and Io Shirai. A lot of NXT guys never went to the main roster because they were like, I know what's going to happen when I go there. No, thank you. <laughs> that was, they said it was like a, a statement show of, of sorts. And Roman Reigns and um, uh, Brock Lesnar fought for the hundredth time. And people were very, very sick of that. And he made it fun. He made Brock Lesnar come out with a tractor and pick up the ring while Roman Reigns was in it and flipped the ring over. <laughs> it's just like, hell yeah, like 90s WWE is back. Like That's great. stupid, not not you know, stupid decisions, but like dumb fun decisions. It's, it's like going from like a bad horror movie to a campy horror movie. Like mm. it was boring and now it's fun. Mm-hmm. Now it's, uh, uh, he's also added like backstage hijinks to the show, which is really fun. Like during an episode of Raw, there will be like a fracas going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and it will pay off an episode later, like an Arrested Development running gag, or like there will be a character in the background getting arrested who's referenced later on, or like something will run through whatever, and it feels very much like the, almost the Muppet show with like the backstage <laughs> uh, stuff going on. Uh, the biggest thing has been bringing back all of the people who were who were very talented, who were wasted under Vince, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of going through the list of, of least wasted to most. Uh, Braun Strowman was brought back. He's a big, strong guy. He looks like he's a Game of Thrones character. Yeah. Uh, under Vince, he was given the gimmick of he was a train. <laughs> <laughs> and he would run around the ring and mow people over, and they would, in post-production, put in train sound effects. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't like this guy, personally. He seems like a jerk. But big, strong. He looks like Sweetums from the Muppets. Like, he, yeah. how do you mess this up? They messed him up. They brought him back, though. Yeah. As a non-train. Is a non-trained. It's just a big scary guy. He's a big <laughs> scary guy. Also, yeah. a lot of the Vince project with the bodybuilders have not been on TV in weeks. Mm. Um, great. Those guys couldn't wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey's still there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she did, she did have uh, they live inspired gear this week, which I had to unfortunately give it up for. Oh yeah. L- love it. Love a uh, Roddy Piper reference. That's um, the thing is that the 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 wrestlers that are like oh man I'm not wild about this person as a, a human being but. 
boy, can they wrestle. Aren't they fun to watch? Yeah, Ronda's good at the wrestling moves. She's not good at the promo. She needs someone to... Which maybe 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 we'll get that now because Ronda's <laughs> definitely events eventsism of yeah, celebrity yeah, but I mean it creatively it's moving in the right direction. Um, Bray Wyatt came back last night, uh, the coolest guy ever. Um, he is someone who has over and over again been ruined and then reinvented himself to a massive uh, acclaim. This is and then been ruined. Yes, <laughs> he was. He was a swamp preacher back kind of when true detective was popular on NXT um, super. He had like a cult of like guys in like loath long beards and jumpsuits who were the dynamite gimmick. He would come out and give creepy promos from a rocking chair. Uh, and then he just was right wasted on the main roster and he reinvented himself. He came back as like a horror movie character and mm-hmm. was wasted again. And then he came back as the fiend. He paid Tom Savini, a guy who worked with George Romero on designing zombies to create this character for him. And he was cr- scrushed by Goldberg in 90 seconds, uh, mm-hmm. making him a joke. That's uh, so they've brought back the fiend or they brought back Bray Wyatt, I guess you'd say, um, as a new character. Uh, with a new gimmick that they haven't really expe- explained yet, but his entrance last night was incredible. He had all the previous Bray Wyatt's in the stadium with like spotlights hitting them. Yeah. Uh, and like he came through a door with a lantern and it was super cool. And like, he's been he, like white rabbit by the uh, Jefferson Jefferson airplane has been like his theme, this new theme they're playing at the stadium while people like do like their cell phones. It's been so cool. So much fun to watch. Um, and then my favorite gimmick that they announced today is coming back. An NXT staple is Bo Dallas. Yes. Bo Dallas's gimmick is that he is a heel who was an underdog. It's the most high concept gimmick I've ever <laughs> seen. It's he is a heel. Every wrestling heel comes out and says, this city sucks. The Falcons are terrible. Uh, I hate everyone. Here's an idiot. Bo Dallas is a heel who comes out and goes, you guys love me. You really love me. And then cheats to win. (laughs) And then gives his opponent an inspirational speech on why they lost. Super condescending. And then he goes, you just have to believe. And they play like, they play like chariots of fire when he wins. (laughs) That's amazing. It's the best gimmick because he's just the worst person who believes that he's John Cena. (laughs) That's great. It's also worth Uh, mentioning. uh, Bo Dallas Yes, real life is the brother of Bray Wyatt. Yes, not Kane. Ah. They are both rotundas. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Bo Dallas. So they ruined Bo Dallas when he went from NXT. He was like he was an NXT champ. There's a great video of him being <laughs> escorted out by security, where he's like in a golf cart screaming. <laughs> uh, and like he's like in his underwear. Like it's, it's it's he. No one plays a mentally unstable person better than the rotundas, whether it's in it for <laughs> for horror or comedy. Um, <laughs> Um, and then he went and then they put him with Curtis Axel as the B team. And like, even that gimmick as like a jobber team was charming where they were like, all of their merch looked like it was done with Sharpie. Yeah. yeah. It was like Sharpie on. It was just a big B and the back said the B stands for best. <laughs> <laughs> their theme was like a high school marching band fight song. <laughs> it was just like B team win, win, win. <laughs> just like, great, great gimmick, but wasted under an 80 year old man who doesn't understand anything, but a clown gimmick mm. truly. And yeah, it's just, it's just been great. It's, it's, it's the best WWE has been since Sean and I started watching in a couple of years ago. 
Nice. Uh, and it's like genuinely exciting to see like good stuff happening on the USA network and not like, mm. oh, I love this person from the indies. Oh, they sign with WWE. They're going to be great for six months and then get the worst gimmick you've ever heard. Yeah. So char- characters are welcome again. Is what Truly. Yeah. Characters okay. are welcome again. Good. I've got to get back on it. I watched uh, Bray's entrance last night from Extreme Rules. I got so hyped, man. Oh, he's so God. good. Like I caught the end of the what was like the final match and like the little production card came up and the announcer's like, uh, and then the lights just cut off and the announcer's like, are we off the air? What's going on? What's happening? And they start playing. the. Uh, I just, I love the theatricality. Bray Wyatt doesn't have to wrestle another day in his life, but if he just keeps appearing and doing creepy shit, I'm all in, man. He's the number one merch seller and he wrestles like four times a year. Like he just thinks of dynamite characters that the audience loves. <laughs> Truly and then they, they ruin his character somehow every single time. I feel like it's, he's like, he's constantly setting up a house of cards and then they're just pushing it over with farts. <laughs> <laughs> Whose decision, who added Logan Paul, who somehow made that correct call? <laughs> Logan Paul was actually a Vince era hire. Cause he fought the Miz at WrestleMania. Uh, Oh. Here's why I'm I'm a I'm a pro Logan Paul wrestler right now, because Roman Reigns is not going to lose the title until WrestleMania. My theory is it's going to be to Cody or The Rock, hmm. um, and they need someone to lose at pay per views. <laughs> and I would rather Logan Paul lose in Saudi Arabia than Kevin Owens, who doesn't yeah. need a big loss. <laughs> yeah, just a wild addition. But when you think about it. He's a wrestling heel in real life. People love to see him get beat up. Yeah. He loses every match and he's a, he's great at it because people love to see him get hit. Ray Mysterio beat him. Incredible stuff. Let's get Ned from Try Guys in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try wrestling. We're going to try wrestling. Speaking of though, with Vince gone and, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley at the helm. Um, nice. I'm asking you all, uh, if you could take a, a higher up, a figurehead of a company, and swap them uh, to make a big change. Who would it be, hmm. Tyler? Do you want to go ahead? Because you've uh... yeah, I got some. Um, first of all, I think that the head of NASA should be replaced with the creator of Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> got to get more moms involved with space travel. I think a mill mother. I'd like to launch. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be going to Mars faster. Mom's more moms. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Berkeley Breathed of fucking Bloom County heading NASA. <laughs> Did he make Mars Needs Moms? Yeah. Uh, what? That's his. Wait, who? who? The Opus guy? Berkeley Breathed. That's his story. Yeah. Berkeley whom? I guess y- your Opus. Y'all's dads didn't have a fucking Opus or Bloom County comic anthologies. O- the Last Basilope? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yep. He did write Mars Needs Moms. I want him in charge of NASA. Yeah, Bill the Cat's going to run NASA. (laughs) (laughs) Would love that, actually. Me too. That's a great choice. Yeah. Oh, I have a Tyler's question prepared already. (laughs) Oh, perfect. You can take over for Tyler's question at the end. (laughs) Um, I think, similar to, you know, uh, Man in a Space Company, um, I think Elon Musk at Tesla specifically should be replaced by whoever used to run the Sharper Image. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Tesla could come out with a lot more cool stuff, um, including like, you know, I don't know, uh, a garbage can that sings. 
I'm looking at stuff around yeah. my house that I would like. Um, that's the, that's what you like. That, that's the one thing that would make your house better. <laughs> is that a little? I don't want a garbage can that sings. I want one that goes num 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 num. I'm not throw something in there. Hmm, how <laughs> sinful! <laughs> I can't afford the fun dryers that make the do 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 do. I want that for my garbage can. I want a, tr- uh, tr- a charming little chime for my garbage can. Um, Why are they putting delightful tones behind a paywall? <laughs> I can't all try to make that. <laughs> classist i want all my appliances to make that Let's, the rice the ice machine makes that sound that's gotta be yeah. cheap <laughs> ice machine finishes and terrifies me in the middle of the night let's <laughs> let it make a delightful little uh irish jig um anyway, i don't want to go straight through my list quite yet okay i would replace uh the ceo of disney with james cameron um <laughs> here's why, why. because <laughs> oh, disney always posts these beautiful concept arts they're like we're making this new thing yeah. and they make it and it's just like a theme park with like some carnival rides that have been painted to look like pixar mm-hmm. recently disney's been loading a lot of cost savings james cameron will not cut corners he will <laughs> not he you will, will go over announce- budget three or four times <laughs> <laughs> you'll get an announcement for a new ride and it will come 13 years later so even when you're here about your favorite rides being replaced James Cameron will take a while to take over. But it'll look- Splash Mountain 2 will cost a trillion dollars, but will <laughs> give you a kiss on the mouth while you ride it. <laughs> Splash Mountain 2 will change lives. People will walk out of there like they did The Passion of the Christ in 2005. <laughs> no one no one lives up to their promises more than James Cameron. Yes. Splash Mountain 2 will solve racism. Like racism will be no more after Splash Mountain 2 comes out. <laughs> People keep talking, like, it's like, oh, man, Way of the Water, I don't want another Avatar, I don't care about that movie. It's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time. It's going to, yeah. people are going to go see it, and it's going to be incredible, and none of us are going to remember a thing after. It's going to heal the political divide. It's going to heal the political divide. <laughs> Herschel Walker's going to see it, and his brain's going to explode. Shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I told you, hey, there's a movie coming about the Titanic, you'd be like, all right, that's neat, I guess. It's going to be the highest grossing movie of all time for, like, <laughs> 20 years forever <laughs> why because he built the titanic and sank it again <laughs> it's gonna be the most basic love story you've ever heard and yet they're gonna lose it, their minds it'll be everyone's favorite movie <laughs> it's really it's got something for everyone i don't care about the love story that much but they keep talking about how big the boat is and i'm like absolutely terminator 2 <laughs> it's an incredible <laughs> movie still have to see terminator 2 unfortunately what <laughs> i haven't seen either terminators what? <laughs> I so know. Good. They're both amazing. <laughs> classics. Absolute classics. Total blind spots. Um, I got Tom Brady needs to switch places with the head of baby kissing for the Pope. Um, number one, he's perfect. Gross. He's perfect for that. <laughs> but what's hilarious? He doesn't kiss is, him on the lips, Tyler. <laughs> I, I, I'm not telling Tom Brady how to run it. I just think that he'd do a good job. I think that it it's equally funny because he's going to be doing that, and what I assume is the uh, very old Catholic man is going to go be the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> in his plays. <laughs> They're still not making the playoffs. Yeah, no. the Buccaneers they do need God. Hey, they just beat the Falcons today. Oh, okay. God damn it! I could beat fair. the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Bang Energy CEO. As featured on How To with John Wilson, if y'all don't know anything about this guy, look him up. He's great. Uh, I think he should be president. Um, (laughs) 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 I don't know what we're doing with Sleepy Joe, but... but (laughs) 
Put him in there. It's gonna be sick. We're gonna he finally, to be the you know, no, like <laughs> Bang Energy CEO. He brings together both sides. You put in that guy in the office. It's it, that's America as we all want it to be. Uh, um, I would replace the CEO of 3M secretly with Nathan Fielder because <laughs> oh, no. no, I don't know if you know about 3M, but they got their fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, <laughs> they do. I feel like that's the that's the position where he could do the most damage. Was the the <laughs> The company that controls adhesives and N95 masks. Yeah. <laughs> Plastics. <laughs> uh, my last one is um, General George S. Patton. We need to replace him with Scyther. I think we could have done Normandy faster, more efficient, and I think the European campaign would have ended in the capture of Hitler if Scyther was in charge. <laughs> George S. Patton was an incredible mind, incredible mind, Nor- storming in Normandy, one of the best things we've ever done. That was I Eisenhower just think Tyler. George's Patton was involved. He did the Mediterranean campaign and then moved up to Europe. Okay. I think Scyther would have done better. I think Scyther would have done better. <laughs> um, I want to replace Gwyn Paltrow as the head, just for a little bit, as the head of Goop with the ghost of Dave Thomas. I think we could get <laughs> a little more wholesomeness in the Goop. Um we can he can name it after another niece of his, but I think you know we get some real hometown just uh, comeliness with goop and make it a little more approachable for people, uh, you know, middle class and lower. And this stuff. is the Wendy's guy, right? Not the guy yeah. on SCTV. Yeah, no, I'm talking okay. about the ghost of Dave Thomas, uh, who created Dave's single, Dave's double, and uh, Dave's juicy single, and Dave's juicy single. <laughs> That's what the hamburger's called. It's called Dave's juicy double. <laughs> It's great. Be ordering that. Frozen. <laughs> Dave's juicy singles in your area. <laughs> <laughs> great for Bubba Goop. monster and Dave juicy single. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down. Um, uh, Sean, do you have any more? Nope, that's it. Can I run through the rest of my list, please? Uh, I would replace the CEO of Warner Discovery with my dog or anyone. <laughs> Uh, Let I me do it. They just cut Craig of the Creek's order in half. I hate them. I, you, you gotta mm. <laughs> hate her with my life. She does not leave the lizard alone. Um, <laughs> Tyler, you're I would replace the CEO of Wingstop with Rick Ross. Uh, hang on a second. Let me check my. Uh, oh my god, that actually he happened. Is. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> he is. All right, will will that one into existence? <laughs> that's a fun fact. Um, and then a couple of joke ones. Um, Ooh. Shake Shack is very expensive, which I think they should have uh, a, a pay installment plan, which is why I'm replacing the CEO of Shake Shack with Jay Wellington Wimpy from the Popeye comics. <laughs> pay for a tomorrow or cheeseburger tomorrow for what's his? What's I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. That's it. <laughs> we're gonna put Shake. We got Shack burgers on layaway. <laughs> yeah, you can pay in installments. Uh, Chick Fil A uh, is now getting Garfield. Uh, because mm. he loves the LGBT community and he would be closed on Mondays instead. And yeah. Sundays is when I'm free. Mondays, right. I don't care. So yeah. I think that would just be a good a good option. And then uh, I would replace the CEO of Lockheed Martin with Grimace because I know drones are a hot topic because they can miss their targets or you know cause collateral damage. Grimace never misses his mark. <laughs> <laughs> Grimace shoots to kill and he gets his man every time. There's no collateral. You never know he's there. Grimace would end would bring world peace through a nuclear deterrent. No more drug tests. I lock him no. with Grimace there. Mm-mm. No, he is the drug. It's encouraged. <laughs> I, have, I have one more, and I want to replace Daredevil with myself. 
I want to be Marvel's Daredevil. <laughs> Mainly because, because of the most recent She-Hulk episode. Because of the most recent She-Hulk episode. Mad at him. <laughs> I've got to catch up on She-Hulk. I, I saw you that do. he made an it's appearance, so and I was, I'm so excited to see Charlie Cox back. It's, it's the best, unironically it's the best fantastic thing. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Disney's putting out good stuff. Think about when James Cameron's in charge. And now that James Cameron's in charge. <laughs> I would also put Triple H in charge of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting Johnny Gargano versus the Hulk in a two out of three falls match in the Brooklyn Center. I would love that so much. Everyone would. It'd be so good. That's all the time we have this week. Uh, I did my plug at the top, but just in okay. case you didn't hear it. Uh, Sean's Sean, got you, a Tyler's question. Sean has, Sean has a Tyler's question. A Sean Tyler question. You got to put it first. <laughs> um, all right. So we got Garfield versus the tag team of Bill the Cat and Heathcliff. Who's winning? Oh. We got. So it's their tag team. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, Heathcliff's going to win. Gar- Heathcliff's <laughs> going to take out Garfield, then take out his partner. Well, does, Tyler doesn't know what Bill the Cat is. That's okay. <laughs> Who's Bill the Cat? He's Bill the Cat's Blue the County. human-shaped cat in his underwear from Opus. Oh, yes. Makes the awful faces. It's it, He, along with Heathcliff, are the anti-Garfield. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're solid and liquid snake. <laughs> Garfield's big boss. O- Opus already has the penguin that makes me very uncomfortable. The cat's <laughs> even worse. Opus? Yeah. His name's Opus. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate him with my life. He does not leave the cat alone. <laughs> he will not stop making... No, Is that Doonesbury that I get confused with? Doonesbury has the noses. I confuse it with Doonesbury, which was also just very dry political humor. Hmm. Yeah, Bill the Cat looks... Like <laughs> Tyler, here's your Bill the Cat primer. Oh, no. Bill the Cat looks like uh, Garfield just went on a bender in Amsterdam. Jesus. Why even have underwear? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to build a cat in Heathcliff. Yeah. I think Big Boss is hard to bring down, but I think if Solid and Liquid put their differences aside, they could do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Does Garfield have Metal Gear Rex? Odie? No. All right. Okay. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been Cliff. Sean. You can find me at, I've, uh, on Twitter at that Sean Barry, Sean and Barry everywhere else. I'm going through my Fright Fest movies on Letterboxd. Also, ah! Sorry. I was going to put my Splatoon oh. tag in there, but I, I forgot what the numbers are. Hey, Bill the Cat's the illegitimate son of Garfield in Opus really? 4. <gasps> yes. I yeah. forgot. Oh, it's perfect. It's poetic. <laughs> so this yeah. really is this really is Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah. uh, Imagine being Jim Davis. I, back to the fourth meal. Yes. I want to replace every... Every creative person in the world with Jim Davis. Okay, well, doing? we're going to lose Banksy, but that's yeah, fine. No, he's great, but I think we just Zendaya's gone, game. I guess. <laughs> I think Bill Davis is probably already Banksy. <laughs> he's got a lot to do with that calendar money. He's going to move to Britain. I like the conspiracy theory. I support that. Jim Has Banksy Davis made any Banksy. new art since the Queen died, though? Is that. Have we. It's not. If, yeah. Mm. It might have been. It's the perfect crime. It is. Um, you can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Join our Discord, indiesaurus.com slash Discord. Uh, you can find me online at Tyler from Radish. And uh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Five Change one. the world. My final message. Goodbye. <laughs> but yes, we have no bananas. We have.
have no banana 